Hey guys. Ooh, get lots of messages that I should not be getting right now. So, um, cool. Thanks for uh, showing up. How to type famous people for uh, December third, twenty nineteen. It's uh, it's been a day. It's been actually a, a lot of work, actually uh, growing and uh, uh, getting this uh, tire undertaking uh, up off the ground. So, but hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, got lots of people in here. Kevin Chen, good to see you again, sir. Um, Potentia Amoris as well. Renteru. And uh, Kenneth Catalan, haven't seen that one before. Uh, PBJ, good to see you again. Lucas Martinez, Mila Bellaful. Good old Stephen Cave. Uh, I enjoy your questions on the uh, comments, good sir. Elish Naros. And uh, KR and Parzi. How you doing, Parzi? Long time, no see. So as uh, one's opinion decides to swing on a pendulum, right? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, as usual, the format folks, uh, whoever has the highest super chat is the one who was typed. And previous super chats from the previous week is where we'll just leave off from if we don't have any new ones come in. And uh, because, thank God, our Discord server keeps track of all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we'll be checking that out as well. Let me uh, get the little markers uh, on the uh, thing in here. Hey, trust me, I miss everybody too. Like seriously, I do actually miss everybody because uh, I feel bad that I haven't been able to get very many lectures out. And the reason for the lack of lectures uh, has been because we're trying to mirror all of our content on Facebook right now. And we're also getting a completely new website. And uh, we're slowly going to be going live with that this week. It's just been absolutely nuts. We want to be able to hit 2020, uh, hit the ground running, basically. And uh, we have a lot of the back end work uh, done and we have an experimental version of the personality test finished a experimental version and then we're going to get an alpha version hopefully done this week uh, but i have to film videos for the alpha version and then after that uh, we're going to have um, uh, the beta version as well um, not sure if the alpha or the beta is going to be made available to patrons, I think the alpha will be made available to patrons and then uh, to play around with it, tweak it, see if they can break it. And then we'll actually go live with the beta and then uh, eventually we'll release the full version. But the beta we'll actually use for a while for the public to use during the beta as far as I know. So, but yeah, that's just kind of what I have going on right now. It's just been busy AF uh, getting through everything and uh, dealing with all of that. So yeah. But cool, um, lots of uh, lots of people to type. Celine Dion, I haven't done that one before. Awesome, uh, Boris um, Van Droof. And uh, okay, so let me get these uh, little cards up. So super chats are open. Please support us on Patreon. It keeps the lights on. It keeps the uh, company from shutting its doors. Uh, 
We've got a, uh, got a small team of people, but people need to get paid, and all of your guys' financial contribution keeps the content coming. And of course, there's like, I don't know, many thousands of lectures to be done, but uh, the more money we get in, the more bandwidth I have to actually be able to get those lectures out to everybody. So thank you all for your support. We really appreciate it very much. Since I'm still basically a volunteer right now, I, I still have not made a cent off of uh, off of this company or this uh, community. So, but anyway, uh, that being said, let's get this show on the road. So, awesome. Where is my okay? And then we're going to go. Let me get my Discord up as well. Awesome. And let's get into. Let's see here, super chats, Discord. Awesome. Uh, Celine Dion, new messages, and okay, cool. Also, there's a lot of uh, foreign currencies, so I got to understand what that is uh, first. Okay, um, so I'm trying to look those up as we keep going through here. And and Simon Cowell. All right. And Simon Cowell. I'm going to hit the super chat button. What is 1,000 rubles? For some reason, that did not even appear uh, in. Uh... All right. So that's $15 according to Google. And. Uh, so that would make that one second place. So Simon Cowell seems to be the first uh, one in the list according to what we have here. So there you go. Here's our list. And I'm going to delete Chester Bennington from last week. And then uh, also going to, I think we got that one there. We did Kylie Joan already. Hemsworth, okay. Awesome. Did those there. And cool. So Tom Cruise, all the way to current. And Getty Lee, awesome. All right, so top one is Simon Cowell. Um, so. this busy so I get the show on the road here thank you for your patience awesome cool all right Simon Cowell Simon Cowell let's get that going and Simon Cowell Cowell interview sure why not can't eat cake on his 16th wouldn't get the golden buzzer for dancing. Okay. Is this guy like an INTJ or something? I hope so. Hello, Simon. That made me emotional watching that. Well, it makes everyone emotional. To see you cry is like a rare thing. I don't, you, I don't imagine you cry often. Three times in my life. 
Is that true? <laughs> no, but um, something about that guy that night where it just. Can you guys hear that just fine? Yeah. Well, it was sweet. I mean, I think everybody, I mean, everyone knows that you're really a, a sweet guy and you were just brutally honest. But so I think it was. Yeah. Is it not showing up properly? Let me see here. Awesome. There we go. And. Cool. There we go. It's working now. Thank you. just kind of it was great to see that yeah and he, this guy we're talking about michael he his story is like he's adopted all these kids uh and he's uh, a nurse and he works with young kids i mean just when you think he can't get any nicer he gets nicer yeah and, and it just hit me in that moment what it would mean to him to do what in the show yeah and he's doing well oh that's very expert sensing uh, so cool we're gonna we're gonna do simon cowell in red because it is uh part of the blood of his enemies that he has slain uh, consistently uh, while, on, uh, while on television. I enjoyed watching Simon Cowell slay people, especially all those, uh, you know, really entitled uh, diva wannabes. He's doing what he's, he's still in, there. He's in the final tonight. Yeah. And yeah, he's got a shot. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think you know who the winner is? Alan, you know, this year, honestly, I think there's five people who could win it. Yeah, you have a lot of good people. We've got some really good people. We've got this British girl, Courtney, uh, who is incredible, mm -hmm. 13 years old. She's, like, possessed by Janis Joplin or yes. something. Yes, yes. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Michael, we've got this group called Zuccaro, which is about 100 kids who all do somersaults in the air. I mean, it, it is, thank God, yeah. full of talent. Yeah, you just when you think that you can't, like, every year there's there are people that are just crazy talented well we're stealing each other's talent at the moment you and i yes we are yeah i mean it's like who gets there first you or me we're, we're, we're trying who gets there first you or me again uh, additional expert sensing i i kind of want to say informative initiating movements so far uh with him uh but let's uh but let's keep going on that I, I could have argued for direct initially, but I'm not going to argue that right yet. Uh, I could have been there. Let's go to a different one. 60th birthday. So, Ellen. Yes, Simon. It's been a while. It's good to see you. Likewise. You, uh, you've, you've dropped some pounds, right? I have, yeah. What, what, ha what are you doing? Well, I, 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 I was told... Uh, I have a producer, who one of the producers who works for us on AGT, and he has a... A sort of a way of saying to me, I look terrible, without saying I look terrible. So when he says things like, get your hair cut shorter, that means you look terrible, Simon, to sort yourself out. So um, I went to see this doctor in London, and we did some uh, tests. And then a month later, he said, you have the worst diet I've ever met from any patient. So I went, OK, so out of the smoking, the drinking, the diet, what do I have to drop? He said, the diet. So I said, right, I'm in. <laughs> following day so you're right i'm in <laughs> so like yeah okay fair enough uh i'm uh looking at concrete so far with this guy as well and uh, not sure though but let's keep going still drinking and smoking yeah what did you what's your giant diet now uh it's pretty much all the things i loved i can't now eat so uh no dairy no sugar no bread no gluten uh, just yeah, that's a good point. The uh, smoking and drinking uh, point was actually a pragmatic point, so awesome for that one. 
lots and lots of things, no red meat. Um, well, all those. Let's look up another interview. Uh, let's see here. About the American dream. Simon Kell says, uh, oh, here's a good one. I like those types of interviews. Oh my gosh, I was I crying. Three, me and Lauren cried through most of the show, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, but I watched you when Cody started singing, and I was like, you were both bawling. We really were, we were an emotional wreck. And Sophie, even in Sophie's VT, we were sobbing. Yeah, Sophie was, uh, she really ups her game. I also liked uh, Julianne's Golden Buster as well. I thought he was great. Adorable. There were a lot of acts I liked tonight, and I felt they all made their own decisions, which is cool. As a variety show, I thought it was really good. And you... then an ending, which was exceptional. Oh, I mean, Cody. Exceptional. How many views has it had on... A lot. A lot. But, you know, like I said, you know, tonight, you know, without acts like him, without the audience sharing the clips, without people like Paul Simon giving clearance. Yeah, like, her voice is just like, I mean, someone get her a new voice box, please. You know, we don't exist without that. Can you believe that you've actually found people like Cody and Sophie? I mean, this is just the first live show. Yeah, I mean, without, the, without decent contestants, we wouldn't be standing here tonight. I mean... And there's less talking from us on the live shows, which I like as well. We only have a little bit of time to say anything, but it's mainly about them. And I like, that's why I like the live shows a lot. That's why I like the live shows a lot. Going to have to put some points down for FI. Uh, it seems SFP NTJ Quadra. I'm not really getting this, the TIFE facts. He keeps name dropping consistently, which is usually indicative of extroverted thinking. But uh, I'm going to keep going. This guy's pretty well integrated, so... Gonna try to see. Uh, let's see if we get. Looks like he's interviewing with the same person. Maybe her voice is better in this one. Everybody's talking about how great you look, how good you look. No, her voice is not better. Look, how much weight would you say you've lost now? Two stone. Wow. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Isn't yeah, it? I mean that's over. I think six months. So what was it that made you want to make this change? Uh, you just know when you've got to make a change. And on my schedule, I just suddenly realized that my hours, what I was eating, blah, 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 had to change. So, uh, and also I got confused because there's so many different diets, you know? I thought I'm never gonna understand what all these things I just got confused with so many different diets, you know, because I'm an expert thinker for sure. And I'm definitely SFP NTJ Quadra. If he's informed of initiating movement, he's automatically an ESFP. Definitely pragmatic, but guess what? Wayfarer types, they're all pragmatic, so that don't matter, SFP NTJ Quadra. And then uh, from, but uh, I'm not really hearing any what ifs whatsoever. It just seems pretty concrete as near as I can tell. So definitely concrete. So we're looking at basically ISFP versus uh, ESFP. And I guess that would make sense because like if he was an ESFP, you know, you see him how he behaves like on American Idol back in the day. INTJ subconscious is like deadly, you know, with its criticisms and whatnot. So uh, that, that would actually make more sense from an ESFP 
uh, point of view. So uh, but let's uh, let's keep going just slightly more. Bizarre. Then I met this guy and he made it very basic, uh, and I tried it, and importantly, I really felt better. And once I knew I felt better, then it was just easy to stick to. Everyone thought I had one of those gastric band things or whatever, yeah. but no, it, it really was. Yeah, he's very movement. He's not talking about outcomes whatsoever. And he keeps initiating additional points uh, as he goes along. And he's informative. So definitely ESFP for Simon Cowell. Let's uh, get uh, myself a notepad file for that for tonight so I can keep track of those. Simon Cowell as ESFP. Awesome. Cool. We're going to move on to the next one. I guess, I guess, you know, when you're looking at uh, Simon Cowell, he's definitely INTJ-focused ESFP, and you can utilize, uh, oof, that was a bad erasing situation. Don't do that again. Uh, definitely, um, I, I, I would have, it would have been nice to give him ESTP, but he just wasn't really outcome-focused, and he, ESTPs just don't really talk that much, you know, it, by comparison. You just look. Uh, at some of the ESTPs that we've uh, typed in the past at the fame. Just go to csjoseph.life right now, go to learn and then go to like famous personalities and click on that and go to ESFP and then ESTP and just make some comparisons. You can easily see the difference uh, between people and just kind of cross check it as you're going along. So it shouldn't be a problem. So, okay. So. Yeah, Simon was first, guys. Don't worry about it. Just had a bit of a slow start. Got uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, Matt Thiessen, and uh, Austin uh, Duom, and uh, Simon Cowell has been taken out as well. Simon Cowell is done. And there is the uh, $15 uh, one for, let's see here, uh, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn, uh, Monroe for like $15.80 as well. I'm going to add in there <sighs> just so that we don't get lost uh, with that. But next one is Austin Dunham. Austin Dunham is next. Going to be doing blue ink for Mr. Austin Dunham. I don't even know who Austin Dunham is. So hopefully uh, you can get that uh, going pretty well here for us. So Austin Dunham. Austin Dunham. Uh, interview cool Hope. and guys make sure that you like actually have um, um, on his military and passion for calisthenics okay good morning America okay live from Los Angeles welcome back to good morning Welland. we are so excited to have Austin Lala Dunham Land. on the show of course you might recognize him he is an incredibly famous insta program we had to do push-ups smile and a half run and I was pretty bad at it so Basically, what I wanted to do is increase my push-ups and get bigger, you know, because I was naturally a skinny guy growing up. And so uh, I discovered what's called a calisthenics, which is a training style where you train through gesture body weight instead of using an external load like weights, barbells, dumbbells. And I got really good at it, and I started posting videos about that, made a transformation video about it, and kept doing it, and here we are today. Wow. So that's I love that. Story, yeah. I love that. It's a great story. So, so what's been... Usually people have something that's been a little difficult for them. What, mm -hmm. Do you have a personal story around your challenges of coming to here? Um, like getting to where I'm at today? Yeah. Um, I would say the challenges is just 
is staying consistent because that, that's the biggest thing. Um, that's been a challenge. You know, with fitness, a lot of people, they start two, three months, four months, five months, whatever, and then they, they give up. I know nothing about that. <laughs> All right, so he's constantly talking about other people on a regular basis, very SCNI. Doesn't seem very achievement focused though. Uh, looks a little bit more TIFE, uh, but we're gonna keep going on that. He also seems concrete uh, based on his statements, but uh, let's, let's, keep, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, everybody has done it, you know? It's like, I'm yeah. so bad. Everybody has done it. It's another SE statement right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and we see it with the New Year's um, resolutioners, how the gyms are so packed January, February. And then third month is like right. a ghost town. So <laughs> I would say uh, consistency and just keeping myself more. Wow, Michael Jordan. That's pretty cool. You know, I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Motivated and driven right. throughout these past yeah. four years. And we found that the why is usually what keeps people motivated. Mm -hmm. what, what's your why? Yeah, he initiated there. Good catch. Definitely initiating. But he seems direct and very outcome focused, especially when he's talking about calisthenics the way he is. My why is I just want to inspire, teach people and motivate people. And I, I just want to inspire, teach people, motivate people, said every STP and FJ Quadra ever, because he's definitely a Templar type. That's that sounds uh, pretty, uh, pretty, <laughs> I can put a type on for Templar on that one. Seems pretty pragmatic. He's staying what he's getting out of the situation, but let's keep going. I, I love teaching people. I love entertaining people mm -hmm. and I love showcasing what I'm doing. And so when I get to um, have fun with my passion and I get, I get to inspire and teach people, then it's a no brainer for mm -hmm. me. So, super I love cool. that. so it's one thing, of course, to be so like, super fit. Mm -hmm. Another thing to create a business. Out uh, yeah. So I do have a business and the way I discovered that is basically not starting with that business mindset. So it was just pure out of fun and passion sharing content. And then I discovered that I could have a business model out of what I'm teaching. And it started by people just message, messaging me, asking for a workout program. So uh, I would message them back and I would create $20 custom workout programs at the time. And I'd be on my computer all day, just grinding, making these programs. And then I started doing some market research and I, I figured out how I can scale it, how I can you know, reach hundreds of thousands of people all at the same time. And I did that market research for me in and from a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah. So usually there's like a membership or you go in with products like mm -hmm. sponsors. It's going to be people that you actually like and already um, have used. But right now. Yeah, very direct, very initiating uh, for sure. Very outcome focused. He continues to command the conversation, move it forward in whatever direction that he wants. He's always talking about what he wants, what his choice is. So S-E-N-I, T-I-F-E. Uh, but all of the Templar types are direct. So... It's like, okay, yeah, pragmatic, concrete, interest-based. It's not really focusing on the best way of doing something because he would have probably been a little bit more business-minded, just kind of like let business happen to him, etc., which is more indicative of interest instead of uh, systematic. Uh, very concrete, constantly talking about the what is, uh, pragmatic, but because uh, he's definitely not, uh, you know, being like, you know, an ENFJ or an INFJ in that regard. So... Ergo, uh, Austin Dunham is an ESTP. That's awesome. ESTP. Cool. Let's, uh, let's do that. Austin Dunham, ESTP. Okay. And guys, uh, don't forget, like, I have done Stephen Curry before, yes. And, gosh, I forget what it was. It was on one of the... It was on one of the private uh, live stream typing sessions that we did like last or earlier this year. It I did do Stephen Curry um, or Steph Curry, 
um, yeah, there you go. Uh, why don't you have the typing charts as screenshots so it can be erased when you're using it? Uh, Jan, you make a very good point. Why don't I have that, right? <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a lot nicer, wouldn't it? And uh, I will see about having that for the next uh, for the next show for sure. Um, I could just reset it, you know, for sure. That would be uh, a lot easier. Cool. Uh, so yeah, Austin Dunham, ESTP. And we're gonna move on to the next one as well. Cool. I might just use just different colors in rapid succession then clean it up when it gets too cluttered. How about that? We'll do that in the meantime. All right, so Austin Dunham, gonna erase that one. And looks like Michael Jordan's got the current high bid. Uh, current high bid at $25. So Michael Jordan is the next person on the list. So we're gonna do Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Michael Jordan is good times. I've always wanted to do Michael Jordan. I have no idea what he is. So let's see. Someone with an insanely high level of dedication, though. That's that's who he is. Michael Jordan interview. Let's see. So, being a new grandfather is fun. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. It's a stark departure from how he was once known. Air Jordan is now Grandpa Mike. And who is this guy? <laughs> Jasmine and my little... This is my son, nice Rakeem. Nice it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. This is Rakeem Michael Christmas yeah. in his public <laughs> debut. Actually, it's fun, you know, because I can actually hold him and play with him, and, and I'm having fun watching him. Yeah. I know. I can hold him, I can play him, I can have fun watching him. Uh, if I ever heard anyone speak direct before, uh, it's Michael Jordan, for sure. Mr. Direct, stop it. Get some help. It's your first time in, right? Yeah, first time. It's actually beautiful. The legendary competitor now in a new phase of life, 16 years after retiring from basketball. Michael Jordan is building on his legacy with philanthropy and community service. At least $3 million for hurricane relief, $5 million for the African American History Museum, millions to make a wish, millions to Chicago area charities. Are you at a point in your life where you want the legacy to be about more than basketball? Is, is that part of the motiv motivation here? That's not my purpose for doing it. My purpose for doing it is because I see a certain need. I feel a certain warmth about it. If I feel like I'm making a difference, that's all that matters. If I feel like I'm making a difference, that's all that matters. Very T-I-F-E. Um, he is responding, so direct responding movement, T-I-F-E. So if he's direct responding movement at T-I-F-E, he automatically lands an STP NFJ Quadra, which means he is ISTP or INFJ by default. So let's solve uh, from there. Let's see where he's going. That's me. By our estimation, it's 30 million in donations over the last five years alone. And his latest. Um, when I was playing the game basketball to now where I'm a part of this community. The clinic, Dr. <laughs> you can't get more triple direct than that. <laughs> like that speech is like, uh, yeah, uh, we're helping people. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is triple direct. Uh, that is super concrete. Um, and uh, by the way, like when, when that guy was talking to him about like, oh, hey, you know, uh, is your legacy going to be more about basketball? And then he's like, that's not what I'm doing. It. That's not what I'm getting out of it. That's an interest-based statement. Uh, so concrete, interest-based, direct responding movement, which means Michael Jordan is automatically an ISTP, folks. There you go. Michael Jordan, the ISTP. That's awesome. 
So let's do that. ISTP. Oh yeah. Let's keep going. And uh, gonna make some room here on the. Uh, I was like trying to like take my little stylus right now for some reason and put it on my trackpad on the uh, on the uh, thing here. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna redo these because I'm not gonna. They're like annoying me right now. So let's uh, get that fixed here. All right. So let's do Crusader. And then we're gonna do Templar. Awesome. And then we're gonna do Wayfarer. And then we're gonna do Philosopher for the Quadras. Awesome. Switching it up. Switching it up as we like grasp for straws looking for the eraser here. Cool. Alright, we'll just leave those green marks out of the way. Okay, and all right, it's cool. Next one, Michael Jordan. Okay, Marilyn Monroe is next on the list. Let's let's do that. And uh, I am going to look into um, did Mikhail Vershovsky actually make it into the list? No, he did not. I'm gonna have to double check that here. Uh, so. Marilyn Monroe is top and let's see uh, rare television. Okay. Appearance person to person interview 1955. Got it. I will get that for you, Mr. AJ. All right. So, or Miss AJ, whichever one it is. Um, Marilyn Monroe. Awesome. Marilyn Monroe, rare live television appearance. Okay. At. Four minutes, 20 seconds. Good evening, I'm Ed Morrow. Uh, Ed, this is my wife, Amy, Good evening, Marilyn. Good evening, Mr. Morrow. Good evening, Marilyn. Right. Uh, Marilyn, uh, I was asking Milton what you thought of that look cover that he did of you. I liked it very yeah. much, uh, although I like most of Milton's pictures. Uh-huh. Well, now, uh, your picture... Although I like most of Milton's pictures, I like that very much. That is going... Oops, that is the wrong button. Uh, we're going to, you know, use some nice uh, rainbow look. Very T-E-F-I. So, Marilyn Monroe here. Very T-E-F-I, at least initially. And probably going to put a point down for responding, but who knows. Picture has been on the cover of uh, almost all popular magazines, hasn't it? No, not the Ladies' Home Journal. <laughs> that you would like, would you? Yes. Why? Mm. Well, I used to long for it. I used to appear on, when I was modeling, on uh, men's magazine covers. Mm -hmm. Oh, men's magazine covers. Okay, yeah, so that's another TE statement. Talk about where the modeling actually occurred. And then she starts talking about her past, which means she's a philosopher type automatically. So uh, she is, which basically means STJ, NFP Quadra. So she's an STJ or an NFP, just by, by default. Uh, kind of seems like she is telling a story while responding. So might be informative, responding control, we'll see. Just, uh, I don't know, squint, peep, take a peep, all those things. But not the ladies on Daryl. No. Marilyn, Very me, informative. How did you that was an informative statement. I was just talking about squint, peep, etc. That is informative. 
So if you're informative, responding, you're definitely in control. She seems to be outcome focused, informative, responding, control, philosopher. The only one that's available is INFP. So she would be an INFP. There you go. Pretty nice, just process elimination right then and there. Uh, so, okay, let's see. I would like to verify though, just in case. We meet. Well, I met in California. <laughs> I really met Milton first. I was working on a set. I was working on a set, Hollywood. SI. And, uh, in Halloween, yeah. One of the look writers came over to the set one day and asked me um, if I'd like to look at some pictures in a portfolio. And I said, yes, I'd like to. I said, yes, I'd and like I to. And I the pictures I'd ever seen. Most beautiful pictures and I've ever seen. I said, I'd like for this which is an FITE statement. And oh, it's, this is my experience because I'm an STJ NFP Quadra and I'm like super responding and very outcome focused, talking about the outcomes in that regard. Photographer to photograph me. <coughs> and he says, well, here he is. And I turned and looked and I said, but he's just a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what did you have to say to that, Milton? Well, he's just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Audrey Hepburn was an ISFP, though, but I, I don't know. I'd ha we'd have to verify that, too. Someone put in a super chat for Audrey Hepburn. I'd, I'd love to do that one, provided there's actually footage of her to do. <laughs> uh, Amy, that looks like a large dining room and kitchen. Uh, are you the cook? No, I'm not. We have a wonderful... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Captain Snooze in the live chat brings up a good point. Essie Parent needs to be stronger if she was ISFP. But guys, stop typing people by individual functions, although it's nice to refer to individual functions when you're doing a verification after using the type grid in the same manner that uh, Captain Snooze did. So thank you, sir, for doing that. It's very nice. So the point is, yeah, I, honestly, guys, she's an INFP. So moving on to the next one. And, okay, INFP, kind of interesting for someone like her and Jack Kennedy to get together. I have no idea what Jack Kennedy's type is, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, so Marilyn uh, Monroe, um, INFP, that's pretty fun. Um, so, cool. All right, well, there's another, uh, there's another uh, interview we can do. Probably do this one here. Okay, 1960. Let's see this one. Well, for me, certain things in my work I come the closest to being happy, and I can say that also about my life. Well, it only happens, I think, in moments, sometimes when I'm working, and... Uh... What is this, the INFP monologue that they usually like to do? I mean, come on, she's telling an SI-related story, she's control, she's responding. Uh, and I'll be able to uh, uh, fulfill a scene and then I think I'm the happiest. Well, I find it very stimulating to keep studying and working, um, uh, but it, I'm not just generally happy. 
if I'm generally anything, I guess I'm generally miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes, I think. Like Jared, I understand that you disagree with my STJ NFP Quadra label of philosophers, but you could take your TE nemesis and be like, listen, that's not why I'm calling them philosophers. When you actually uh, have the opportunity to watch season 17 episode, uh, I think it's 10, uh, you'll understand why they're called philosophers. It has a lot more to do with occultic lore than it actually has to do with actual philosophers like Socrates and the like. It has nothing really to do with Greek philosophers. And besides, the philosophers before recorded history have a lot more to do with, uh, with things uh, from there. So please keep that in mind. So. I don't know. I think sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Which is natural, I guess, for everyone. Um, I would like to be more sociable than I am. On some days. Well, sometimes I'll chat when I'm not pleased, but sometimes the work itself requires uh, more... Uh, that I'm quiet and to myself more. And other days, like during a musical number, I try not to get too... Uh, uh, I like to be more outgoing because I have that's what I have to express and so I try to keep it general. So right there she's basically complaining about having to be more outgoing and like a musical number in situations where she would prefer to not be, basically. Cool, so uh, a point to responding from that standpoint. I try to. Awesome. on the floor and was kneeling down. And I've experienced both. Very nice. Some girl. When I was very young, and I used to love to play house, and you could pretend, you could say, hey, what about if you were such and such, and if I were such and such, and I'd say, oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, you could, you know, you could make your own boundaries. It's like you can make your own boundaries. Very abstract. Uh, definitely very abstract. And uh, again, sharing another story from her own personal past and doing that whole INFP dreamy thing. Like, guys, I am not, uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, I'm like not remotely convinced how, um, I, like I, I'm just I'm just not convinced that she could not be an INFP. I'm sorry. Like, do you guys see some other evidence to say otherwise? Um, so. So yeah, that's like that the INFP dreamy thing. So all right. Well, I verified. So there you guys go. Um, all right, and uh, gosh, there is somebody, there is a super chat missing from this list, so I gotta find it, delete. Um, okay, so going into my list here. Yeah, Bill Nye, the science guy, didn't exactly make it in here, weirdly enough. Um, I think, oh yeah, he did make it in there. 
And then uh, did Matt Thiessen make it in there? Yes. And uh, it was Mikhail Mike Varshavsky. Did Mike Varshavsky make it in there? Doesn't look like it did. And then, yeah, Jen A. Aiko make it in there. All right, so 25 for Varshavsky for uh, Dr. Mikhail Mike Varshavsky. Cool. Since I can't seem to find it in my list here whatsoever, uh, it seems to be missing. Um, and guys, make sure I'm not missing any particular super chats, please. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. It's really important not to forget on that one. Let's see that one. All right, did Tom Brady make it in there? Yes. And okay, cool. So we're gonna do Dr. McHale next. So let's see here. I think we already did this guy already, actually. Yeah, he's an INFJ. We already did this guy. Yeah, we did Dr. Mike already. Um, uh, can we get that one changed to someone else, please? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I already did this this INFJ guy. So uh, Jean-Luc Kreitner, uh, please change your super chat and then ping me in the live street chat as to which one you want that change. We already typed this guy as a uh, as an INFJ. Um, so please be advised for that. I don't want you to lose uh, I don't want you to lose that one. So um, so cool. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, I don't know how to say this one, so I'm gonna say Jean Aiko. Aiko. I I hope I can get that figured out. That one is next. So. Tarot cards and her beloved cats. Uh, Big Sean uh, talk about family while cooking. Big Sean drama. Let's see. And one of the first things I do is look in this mirror to remind myself that I'm still here and I still got it. Still got it. I'm still here and I still got it, said every extroverted sensor like ever. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how to pronounce her name properly. So let's get that there. Cool. Awesome. My philosophy for skin is that good skin starts from within. So I like to start my day with this alkaline water, 9.5. Really keeps me hydrated. This is my favorite glass to drink out of. It's actually a wine glass, but I'm more of a water girl. And um, it's pretty funny because it's like, while I'm drinking it, I'm actually flicking people off, so. Yeah, that's very pragmatic if I ever heard something. Uh, nice uh, flipping people off uh, the glass. Point for pragmatic, more experted sensing. Uh, kind of seems maybe T-I-F-E, but let's, we'll see. I love you though, so it's okay. Hmm. 
Maybe ISFP. These are my babies. We have Buddha, Michonne. He's like the model. He's a girl. This is Grammy. I love that they purr. I've heard that purring is actually like a healing, a healing vibration. <laughs> All three of my cats were from fosters that I had and I just fell in love with them. So I was like, I have to keep a few of them. <laughs> yeah, cause you'd feel bad if like all of a sudden, you know, those cats were not there anymore. Okay, yeah, so definitely a point for introverted feeling on that one. Okay, my tea is ready. Yes, yes. I like to start my day with a nice hot cup of tea. I like to collect mugs. Let's see. I think I'm gonna go with a cup of happy because I wanna be happy today. I also collect cup of happy because I'm gonna be happy today. Need a little bit more than just this uh, thing here. What does the cleanse consist of? How do you go about doing it? All I can have all day is water and coconut water. Uh, no sex, so that's been weird. What? Yeah, it's been, it's been very terrible. Uh, Wait. <laughs> but uh, mostly it came from my dad. That that helped out a lot, but you know, it, it was always... Started eating cleaner. Chopping. Do you want them spicy? Medium. Okay. Are we doing the jalapeno and the potatoes or the guac? It's up oh, to you. Oh, the potatoes. She's changing my recipe. <laughs> Making it better. Yeah, she's... Oh, and the potatoes. Expert sensing kind of forgot that one. Uh, seems pretty concrete uh, so far. Let's keep going. Making it better. <laughs> I'm learning how to do this vegan since... SI is not necessarily correlated with uh, collecting objects because SE users need objects for memories, uh, memory totems as well. So it's not necessarily the same. I know a few uh, like SE heroes who have, uh, or even like SBs who have kleptomania problems, but uh, even beyond that, they could also have like uh, be hoarders in some cases, depending on the, their totem, their totemic system that they have for themselves. You're changing your diet. Don't you feel better when you're... Actually, I do. I mean, you can tell it's healthier. Every... All right, did Jean-Luc Kreitner say anything? Uh, Justin Trudeau. Okay, I got it. We got you. We're going to do Justin Trudeau. We'll do Justin Trudeau next. I got you. Provided no one outbids you, but yes. Everything just gets better. Okay, what else do I need? The onion. I started eating cleaner when I went to the hospital for like gallbladder stuff. Oh, that's right. At the time. When I went to the hospital for like gallbladder stuff, you know, okay. And uh, <laughs> very control, very, uh, um, very like to the point would seem. So yeah, definitely a Wayfarer type uh, for sure. Definitely a Wayfarer. So SFP, NTJ, Quattro. And it uh, seems like she's concrete, so she is either ESFP or ISFP. Uh, now, if she really is control outcome focused, then she's automatically an ISFP, but let's keep going. I didn't have insurance, so they weren't trying to like do anything. They just sent me home. I just looked up like natural ways of like trying to correct that. And then I started eating vegan. Well, my thing is I just enjoy the fresh, fresh 
what? Kill potatoes. <laughs> a lot of stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of tradition. Is there a being vegan? But I've been adding uh, sound healing into my music. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see here. One extra. Because there's a lot of songs. I mean, actually, my feelings have been hurt more than my heart has been broken. You know? I've, my heart has more so been broken from, like, tragedy. Like, from my, when my brother passed yeah. or when my cat died. <laughs> um, but other than... All of which are outcomes. That a man has never really broken my heart. I've been down about it, about a, a breakup where I've, like, been hurt, but... I don't really think my heart has been broken like that because I got over it fast. You know, you it was had like a I wrote a song ego. about it and then it was just, yeah, You've exactly. had a bruised ego, not a broken heart. Exactly. Because yeah. a broken heart is like something that just do is always like that piece sort of missing, you know? Um, even though I came up with a really cool quote that the heart has to be broken to be open. Oh. But, um... You should do a poetry book. I did if, do a poetry I know, book. I was oh, being... I'm like... <laughs> yeah, very responding and uh very outcome focused so yeah cool she's an isfp folks uh, i think it's Janae aiko Janae. i think that's probably how to say it uh aiko isfp cool moving on to the next one all right awesome awesome erase that there erase that here in here, in here, awesome. Janae Echo. Okay, cool. And let's find out who's next on the list. Got uh, PJ Harvey, but Justin Trudeau is still on top. So we're gonna do Justin Trudeau first. All right, Justin Trudeau, let's do this. Uh, let's give him the blue look. Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Interview. Oh, interview. Interview. Uh, full interview. The National. Uh, two sides of Canada. Gender diversity makes government better. Um, grilled on climate change. Face-to-face uh, -face liberal leader, Justin Trudeau. Okay. Let's see where this goes. Average uh, is, is one to reflect on. I mean, we obviously want to get rid of those uh, steel and aluminum tariffs. We need to. We're going to continue to stand up for our workers. But we also see the path towards ratification as a place where there are continued conversations. You know, it's really funny. Just so you guys know, like this entire night, everyone who's typed so far has been interest-based. Looks like Justin Trudeau might be systematic. Thank God. I was having a hard time there for a moment. Conversations from members of Congress. Like it's like, ooh, let's type this interest-based person. Ooh, let's type this other interest-based person. You know, variety is good. Congress, from business associations in the United States, from governors who also want to see these tariffs gone, and we're going to keep working on that. So that's the leverage then, trying to press on people around him or people every, in Washington. Every step of the way, there continue to be uh, levers to, to to pull on, and we're going to continue to do what Canadians expect us to do, which is look at every opportunity to stand up for our interests. You you have said. 
We are going to look for every opportunity to stand up for our interests because I am an S-I-N-E user and uh, it's all about my reputation and I am systematic because like I'm an obvious S-J, L-O-L. Oh, I couldn't be more stuffy and boring if they tried to actually, you know, decide I was the uh, turkey for Thanksgiving and they were going to apply stuffing to my ass. <laughs> yeah, like, no kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Justin Trudeau. The, the president is unpredictable. You've said that he doesn't play by the rules. Can you give me an example of how that has affected your job as prime minister, having someone who is so unpredictable? Well, I think uh, as Canadians have seen, we've continued to stay constructive in our relationship with the United States. It means that we uh, certainly don't uh, react or overreact when um, we get a surprise in a, in a tweet or a statement. Uh, we continue to say, look, the relationship is bigger than that between any two uh, individuals. The relationship is bigger than that between any two individuals because I'm weighing out every single decision in my head because I'm an FIT user. LOL, I'm an FIT user, and we're going to look at all those opportunities because I'm expert in tuition, and I'm obviously a, uh, you know, <laughs> apparently it's just bugged on rainbow pen for some reason because I am a philosopher type. Okay, cool. So it doesn't seem to be uh, talking about any abstract concepts to save his life, and uh, but let's keep going. Seems kind of also direct and uh, outcome focused, but we're going to verify, so let's move on to this one. Mr. Prime Minister, I appreciate you joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here, Poppy. So, diversity. When I started asking for this interview two years ago, it was because I was at a dinner and heard you speaking about diversity and heard you speaking about a cabinet that was equal men and women. Today, it is gender balance, 17 women, 17 men. It was clearly intentional. Why did you do it? Uh, well, first of all, before you can get to a cabinet that is gender balanced, uh, it took a number of years of work recruiting great women and convincing them to run for politics, which isn't easy as it is. So when you think about getting to better gender diversity, you really realize you have to, you have to do a lot of work building the pipeline towards that. I'm going to try to make an argument for TIFE pretty soon here, but uh, let's, because uh, that could have been a cognitive transition from before, but... Uh, Definitely, uh, definitely affiliative, like no matter what, definitely affiliative. So let's keep going. But why do it was uh, fundamental to, to governing well. When you have a broader group of people with different perspectives, with different backgrounds, with different stories, with different life experiences, you're actually much better able to solve different problems and solve right. them in a way that is going to respond to the needs people have. Well, we've known that. Ooh, respond to the needs people have. Gosh, that was like Effie statement after Effie statement after Effie statement. That was like three Effie statements in a row. That was pretty cool. For so long, and yet so many governments, including you know our government in the United States, uh, falls behind. Yeah, like, going to re-verify Justin Trudeau because, like, he's a politician. They're basically paid to lie to you, so we want to, like, get down to the uh, brass tacks with him. On that, I mean, when you look and... do, It's the smart thing to do is the message that is resonating more and more these past Can years. Can you give me an example of that, of what you've seen happen in the last few <sighs> years because you brought in more women? Well, I, when, when we talk about putting a gender lens on issues, where you actually think about the gender implications of it, um, 
Take a pipeline, for example. You couldn't imagine that putting a gender lens on building a pipeline would actually be meaningful, except if you say, okay, you're building an infrastructure that's going through remote and rural areas. Uh, you're going to be descending a whole bunch of mostly male uh, construction workers on it. There are going to be societal impacts in yep. the small communities where they're there. So can you make sure as you move forward on this decision that you're building in social support? Ooh, that is expert intuition. That whole explanation is S-I-N-E. Not really seeing much expert sense in with this guy. Ports and uh, a counter to some of the problems that might come uh, up. Are you a feminist? Yes, absolutely. I'm a feminist because a feminist is someone who believes men and women should be equal mm -hmm. and who believes that there's a lot more work to do to get there. Who or what made you a feminist? Um, my father taught me about the importance of fundamental rights, of defending everyone's basic rights, inalienable rights. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know that I would have ever called him a feminist because he was of a very different generation. My mom made me a feminist. My, my wife makes me a better feminist. But I've been someone who has understood uh, the importance of uh, defending um, everyone's mm -hmm. fair chance to succeed. There problem with him is that he's not really talking about any of his personal achievements, which is what typically uh, a TE user would do. Like if he was an ESTJ politician, let's assume he was, right? What would be happening is that he'd be like, well, I balanced the budget. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. He'd actually make this huge plethora of achievements, but he's actually making it about everybody else, which is... I could even argue, like I have an argument for a Templar type as much as I have an argument for a philosopher type at this point, like an affiliative Templar. I could argue that and I could argue a philosopher type. So he's really well integrated. So kind of, you know, that's what happens when you have with politicians in front of cameras, you know, these things happen. So it's really hard to kind of get them real. That's why you got to look at multiple places just to kind of see their real behaviors. There is an interesting story I'm hoping you can share uh, with everyone watching about what your wife taught you. Wife, that it was really important to me that uh, we raise our daughter, uh, mm -hmm. Ella Grace, to be a feminist. Mm -hmm. It was really important to me. That is an FITE statement for sure. And she said yes. And your sons, because I have two sons as well. Uh, and she, I, I said, oh, oh yeah. I guess I need to raise them to be feminists as well. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I need to raise them as feminists as well. It's S-E-S-I-N-E. -E. Uh, where you can have a world in which our daughters believe they can do anything, mm -hmm. but in which our They can do anything. That's extroverted intuition as well. That's another N-E point. Our sons also believe that our daughters can do and be anything and will be allies to them. Our sons also believe that they can and do anything. It's any child, extrovert, that's S-I, any, that's extrovert intuition, like uh, optimistic there. Um, that's, that's really how we have to raise our families. You talk to your sons about that? I do, I do, absolutely. And they're 11 and four, so there's still uh, work to be done, but uh, yes. So the Harvard Political Review just, just last month um, reported on some polling data internal, internally in Canada understand worries that people have anytime there's a status quo that is challenged. But what we've seen time and time again... Anytime there's a status quo that is challenged, my gosh, the concreteness of that statement just bothers me. And that's systematic and affiliative. Oh my gosh. 
the defenders of the status quo. Have you folks ever noticed that 40% of the population, you hear the statistic around every now and then, but 40% of the population are resistant to change. You guys ever, you ever realize that? Isn't it also interesting that 40% of the population of the planet are also SJ types? Hmm, I wonder if there's a correlation there. I wonder if that's related, just saying. Justin Trudeau was on Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, and Hassan did not let up on the prime minister. Uh... Nice. Finish the sentence. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard should. Uh, should be very proud of what he accomplished uh, in his time in, in Canada. I completely disagree. Should be time what he, what he accomplished in Canada. Okay, yeah, that's a TEFI statement. Fair enough. Disagree. Kawhi Leonard should never return to Canada because he is a traitor. That's the correct answer. <laughs> You know, people bring American sentiments onto Canadian politeness every now and then. Finish this sentence. Mm -hmm. Canada will not sell any more weapons to Saudi Arabia, period. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Canada will not sell any more weapons to Saudi Arabia, please. That's a, that's, a, that's a good statement. That's a good statement. You said nine months ago you got... That's a good statement. That's a good statement. Direct. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Guys would be examining it, mm -hmm. and it takes about three months to study for the LSAT. So. Mm hmm. Because I'm initiating. Mm hmm. That's a pretty good examination time. You could you could announce it right here, right now. We, We're canceling we, the deal. We take our. We got it right our, here, wild on camera. We take our legal responsibilities and the breaking of contracts very seriously in this country. Oh my gosh, we take our legal responsibilities to breaking of contracts in this country very seriously, says the country that took the traitor Benedict Arnold. Ah, are you kidding me? Get out. Seriously, someone find a dumpster for this man. I mean, like, come on. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Okay, one of the big times. What, what else? Lots of things. Uh, the integration, uh, multiculturalism in a way that's keeps vibrant differences. Exactly. You guys are this amazing progressive country that's almost like the civilization from the future. You guys are like Wakanda. <laughs> you guys are like Wakanda. Except we're not covered by a you know protective bubble that nobody can see. So minus the... Except we're not covered by a protective bubble that no one can see. Very uh, initiating in that point and very uh, controlled. So yeah... He's, he's an ESTJ, guys. I really wanted to make for absolute sure. So, ESTJ, Justin Trudeau, there you go. Uh, we got it. Um, I wanted to, like, go INFJ with that, but I couldn't. I really couldn't. He just keeps initiating. He's so outcome-focused. So, he's a structure type, and he's not TI inferior. Like, his T function is, like, way too high for that. So, it's not an inferior function for get that ENFJ approach. So, there's just no way that's going to work. So, ergo, uh, Justin Trudeau, there you have it, folks, is absolutely an ESTJ. So, fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Oops, don't do that. Awesome. Let's see who's next, shall we? Let's see who's next. Okay. Um, we're going to delete that one because that was our Justin Trudeau one. Going to be double checking any additional super chats that may have not posted properly. And we have uh, PJ Harvey next. PJ Harvey is next. My name is Lister. No, I don't want to listen to you anymore. PJ Harvey 
interview. Cool. Let's let's check this out. I was just trying to survive. PJ Harvey interview 1995. Performances. You just your general disposition has become you 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 changed immensely since uh, since your last album. Um. You becoming more comfortable with with. No, just getting older, really. I think. I mean, I've uh, I've been doing this for four years now, and I think you know, just through experience, you learn better how to deal with things, and uh, you become more more relaxed. And I don't know. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having the time of my life. Your stage show. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having the time of life. Well, I have all these other S-I-N-E statements at the same time because I'm an S-I-N-E user, for sure. So, yeah, cool. It's become a much more visual um, presentation than just you playing guitar. At what point did that come about? Did you sort of, like, have that as your train of thought before you went on the road, or how did that all come about? Well, I knew I didn't want to play guitar because I, I wanted to concentrate on singing. So I knew that before I even put a band together. I didn't know that when I wrote the album. It was kind of afterwards, I thought, and I really just wanted to put 100% to singing. And I'd always felt that I wanted to um, be able to use my whole body a bit more in sort of articulating the, the words. Um, I didn't know how it would be. I thought maybe I might feel a bit um, inhibited, but... Um, that hasn't been the case so far, and uh, we've been touring for three months now, I think. Does, does your wardrobe have anything to do with it? You've developed quite an a elaborate wardrobe. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm discovering the, the joys. Pretty, uh, can I put a point down for responding, but not entirely sure. Let's keep going. Let's see what else we have here. The, the impact that it has, and I think the... Mercury in terms of changing just the general public's awareness? Do you think you'll get stopped in the streets of Charmouth or Lyme Regis? <laughs> um, I think I, think I realise much more now, today, than, than for instance, 10 years ago, the, the impact that it has. And I think the Mercury Prize has grown a lot in stature since, mm -hmm. since then anyway. It's a much bigger event now. It's become greatly televised. I think it wasn't even televised in 2001. So, I mean, back then, I, and also because of what was happening, uh, I, I didn't really register very much to me. Uh, very informative. I didn't think it was happening. Uh, so, got a point down for informative. Definitely S-I-N-E still. So it keeps going. I could currently argue for T-E-F-I or T-I-F-E, but uh, still waiting a little bit on that. Let's keep going. I could put down a point for an abstract, but not yet. To me or, or anybody else, I don't think. But but this time, it's it's been overwhelming. The amount of people that have heard about uh, me winning the prize last night has astonished me. I've just heard from friends all over the world that have heard about it and that I'm just so taken aback that they even knew. Talk a bit, if you will, about the making of the record and the process behind it, because it's been described as a concept album about war. Did it begin as a kind of plan in your head or was it more a collection of thoughts and feelings that sort of came together and coalesced into the record? Well, I'd wanted to write um, such an album for years and years. I've, I've always been extremely affected by what's going on in the world. I mean, at a very deep level, I, I've, I find myself extremely upset many days by what's happening. Um, and I think 
it's the nature of being an artist and no matter what medium you work in that you're, you're very sensitive to what is happening and you have to be because you have to absorb things and articulate it and find a way of processing it putting it out there again so find I a way of that... processing it you know putting it out there again that was actually an fe statement talking about the pain of others that was not an fi te statement that was more of an empathetic approach there's a good chance we got a crusader type here but she's uh let's keep going at some point i would want to start writing about these things that affect me so profoundly things that are outside of my own small world but are out there and happening today and i knew that i wasn't ready as a writer uh, until this point in time you know literally three years ago when I started writing The England Shape. I knew I wasn't ready. It's also a T-I-F-E statement. Oof, and I have an ISFJ on her hands. Was, it was the first time that I felt I could try because I'd reached a different level with my word writing that I thought I might now have the skill with which to handle. I thought I might not have the skill with which to handle. It kind of sounds F-I critic if you ask me. Uh, so that's T-I-F-E, uh, etc. And she's talking about her uh, writing system, definitely systematic, uh, as near as we can tell. But let's keep going. Such language. Mm -hmm. So is it a technical thing rather than, you know, a technical part of the craft of songwriting almost, rather than an emotional maturity that you need to make that record? It was, it was a few things. It was, it was knowing that I'd reached a, a different level technically, that mm -hmm. I might be able to do it. It was also that, personally, I was feeling a much more urgent sense of needing to do it and feeling so upset and sickened by so many things that were happening and, and, and this sense of impotence that I couldn't do anything. And when you talk about... This sense of impotence, I couldn't do anything. That's kind of like a... It's either an FI critic or an SE inferior statement, uh, but I don't really want to reduce it to cognitive functions, you know, this particular situation. But again, that's also uh, expert feeling self-deprecation. Uh, not really seeing anything SE with her at all. She's talking about her own experience this entire time. Uh, that's all that she's been talking about. So seeing more and more evidence for uh, her being a crusader type. Uh, for sure. So, about things upsetting you. I mean, is that I assume that to be war in Afghanistan, war in Iraq. Um, oh, just on a daily basis, every day, it, what we hear and see, what we read, and what's going on in the world. It's, it's all so upsetting, um, and I felt that I wasn't doing enough on my part to actually put voice to these things. I didn't feel that I could find enough being said about it, particularly in my own avenue of work, which is right. songwriting. And um, thought I should address that and try and do something about it. Mm -hmm. you I thought I should address that, do something about it, because like, it's my duty and I'm being affiliative, also being concrete. So she's also taught like, I could argue movement, though, pretty easily in some cases, but she's definitely informative. She's been informed this entire time, but she hasn't really initiated any additional points. So let's look at a different interview entirely. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, 2000 interview. 
exciting, you know, and every time somebody says to me, this, this, this seems like a breakthrough album, I'm thinking, yeah, well, you haven't heard what the new songs are going to be like, you know, because uh, probably, everyone will probably hate the next album, but it's just, that's what I do. I like to try and move all the time. I like to try to move all the time. Hmm. Because honest this desire, I was so kind of interested in experimenting with soundscape, like building songs up in the studio, layer by layer, using different kind of sound textures. It was all to do with that. Using different kind of sound textures. That's another point for systematic. Uh, for sure, trying to find the best way of doing things. Not seeing any what-if statements whatsoever. Super concrete, systematic. She's definitely an SJ type. So she'd have to be ESFJ or ISFJ at this point. So, but uh, movement versus control. It's the it's the interaction styles I'm kind of hung up on right now. So let's uh, let's take a look. Atmosphere rather than a songy song. Videos is something I think about after the song is written and recorded. It's never something that I'm really thinking about during recording or anything like that. Guys, don't forget, like, watch season seven, there's season 15, episode like 12 or 13, where I talk about the MBTI letter dichotomies. People who use the MBTI letter dichotomies, like, oh, that guy's more P and that guy's more S and that guy's more I. You know, like, I'm sorry to say this, but that's dumb. Like, that's not a, an appropriate way to type anyone. So do not use the letter dichotomies. You want to learn more about that? Go to that lecture in season 15. Go to the playlist on this YouTube channel. Go to uh, season 15. It gets episode 12 or 13. I don't remember. The MBTI letter dichotomies debunked. That way you can understand why there's all these articles about Marilyn Monroe like not being, you know, an INFP because people are typing everyone incorrectly with the letter dichotomies because they are inaccurate AF. Like seriously, stop wasting your time. Don't use MBTI letter dichotomies. Instead, use the type grid or like our personality test as soon as it gets re released very soon. But once the album is, is finished and ready, then I do get a lot of visual ideas that come to mind. Um, and you know, visual performance is an enormous part of what I do. And visual performance is an enormous part of what I do. Very control and very outcome focused. Okay, so yeah, uh, definitely an ISFJ for PJ Harvey, for sure. PJ Harvey, ISFJ, awesome, cool. And let's not use my trackpad as the thing with which I erase uh, the board with again. So awesome. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, I, uh, I am going to be closing Super Chats here in a second. So last opportunity, last chance to get them in after this one, uh, after this one more Super Chats will be closed. So, okay. Awesome. Why am I inaccurate about SI Critic, right? Hmm? Why am I inaccurate? Like, Mr. Daniel Karayuki, please explain to the class why I'm incorrect on that. I'd be very happy to hear your opinion. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. PJ Harvey is done. Uh, cool. So who's next on top? Looks like it's uh, Matt Thiessen. 
Matt Thiessen is highest on the list at 21. Um, okay, so Matt Thiessen. We'll do that one. Good old Reliant K. Okay, so Reliant K, Matt Thiessen. Oh, Mac Thiessen or Matt? Uh, okay, Thiessen. Looks like it's Matt. Okay, there you go. Uh, cool. There we go. Uh, this is Matt Thiessen. I'm the lead singer of Reliant K. Yeah. All right. Good to have you, man. Well, let's do a couple of uh, warm-up questions to get you broken in. Um, FamilyForce5X on Twitter would like to know, what do you think is the greatest unsolved mystery? I'm going to go with Amelia Earhart. I guess she just disappeared. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that's yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. It's, what do you think happened? I mean, she probably drowned somewhere, I guess. That's probably There's a lot of ocean out there. <laughs> Love Addict 11 on Twitter would like to know who do you look up to? Adam Young, the singer of Owl City. He he makes a lot of life choices that I agree with. Oh, you Sierra on Twitter would like to know have you always wanted to do music? You know, uh, I remember I was like six years old or seven years old, and I was trying to think about what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I was by myself. Like I remember I was cleaning up like all my family's shoes. I got a big family, so I was like putting everybody's shoes away, and I I had the idea of being a rock star and like from that at that point in my life it was 1987 or something like that so like it was like hair bands and stuff was kind of all I knew about <laughs> rock stars and so I kind of felt very informative for sure uh, on this one uh, and uh, kind of seems like he's talking about his own past but not entirely sure about that yet guilty about it I was like oh I shouldn't mom wouldn't be happy if I wanted to be that but I remember having the idea and then Mom wouldn't want to be happy if I didn't do that. It's a TIFE statement. Uh, seems affiliative as well. Uh, when I was 15 and grunge, was, pop punk was getting popular, uh, I picked up a guitar and started writing songs and kind of wanted to be like Blink-182 and this band MXPX. Uh, it was like pop punk music. And uh, so we started writing our songs and we got signed to a record label a long time ago, like 98, like they developed us for a few years and finally put out our first record in 2000. You went through the whole MTV, TRL, kind of... Okay, that was an SE statement using the memory totem of the label itself. Pop phase, I guess. Just like, I look at him and I'm like, this guy is an ISFP, like that's my original reaction to it, but... I'd like to verify. Yes, where you're yeah. kind of all that. What was that like? And I don't know, was that a, a good experience for you? Definitely. I mean, uh, we were, it was the first record we put out with Capitol Records. And um, back then they had some pull with like TR. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the Capitol Records, first album we put out. That's also S-E-N-I, T-E-F-I as well. Still informative.
URL and that sort of thing and got our videos shown and it was a cool experience like uh, it happened to a few of our friends so you know we kind of knew what to expect would you label your band as a Christian band or how would you describe that that part of your music personally I think it's cool to not even like have a genre of Christian music just because it's the only like genre that's based on like lyrics and stuff like that so you know rock and roll music is, is rock and roll music and that's what we play but um, it's the only genre that's like based on the lyrics that's a very concrete statement uh, it's also an SE statement, and uh, I could actually argue TIFE with that one as well. Uh, so I'm actually going to put a point down for there. Let's get a little interesting with him. Let's keep going. You know, I definitely enjoy it when bands sing about things that are of spiritual consequence, things that encourage you and like make you feel like life is worth living. And I definitely feel like we do that. And you know, a lot of that stems from our Christian beliefs as, as guys. So I've talked with other, um, definitely saying that we do that it stems from our, uh, Christian beliefs. It's an SE statement as well. Uh, definitely seems, uh, responding, still informative and, uh, not really seeing much movement from an informative responding control. So, gosh, I could, it's hard. I could probably argue, uh, I could argue ISFP or INFP, not sure. Let's keep going. So, bands that kind of deal with that, like Flyleaf and Family yeah. Force 5 and Skillet, and there are quite a bit of challenges that come with being. I mean, it just exists as a pigeonhole. Like, uh, you know, people. It exists as a pigeonhole. That is a TE statement talking about pigeonholing and how people are labeling us because that's our reputation and we're, we're getting saddled with that. And uh, very SE statements, very also very concrete uh, to make that statement as well. We'll look at your band and say, well, they're from that, that Christian music industry. So, you know, sometimes you know. They will look at your band, you know, they're from that Christian music industry, et cetera. That's also a TE statement and an SE statement as well don't get a fair shake I guess I don't but I don't really like to look at it like that I mean I feel like if you make good music people will hear it and you know we, we like our I don't like to make it look like that if we make good music people will hear it that's also an uh, TIFE so yeah he's definitely a wayfarer type definitely a wayfarer since and I'm going with concrete not really seeing any abstraction at all uh, so definitely an SFP it's just which SFP he is and given that it's a forward responding control going to have to go with ISFP uh, for uh, this guy. Uh, so yeah, there you have it, folks. Uh, Matt Thiessen as an ISFP. Apparently this is ISFP uh, evening uh, tonight. I guess we like we like SFPs like crazy. Uh, so cool, fair enough. Um, so let's keep going. If it's really important to you guys that I verify him, I can look at another interview. If it's like super important, I'll do it. But uh, I would also like to move on. So here guys is call. Someone in the chat, you tell me. It's really important to you guys to verify him. We can verify him. So just making sure. All right, we'll try another. Um, he seems elusive. Okay, we'll look at another interview. Um, let's double check. Okay, let's see him in this situation. Uh, warp tour. Do you enjoy it or do you find it as a madhouse circus? Oh, we love it. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, we love it. Oh, we love it because we, because SE. Like, you know, every. He was asked, do you love it? But he's like, oh, we love it, right? As expert sensing. Everybody, you know, relates it to a summer camp feel or whatever, but. We all, it, they relate it to a summer camp feel. That's expert thinking. It's, I don't know, it's relaxing and easy and. There's lots of just time to, to do other things, meet people, hang out, it's, I don't know. Lots of time to meet people, hang out, that's concrete. I think it's easy and, and fun, I love it. I think it's fun, you know, and easy because concrete expert sensing. Yeah, we always try to have a good time and just stay alive out here in the heat and the sun, and the rain, and the wind. You guys built back in the day a lot of your fan base predominantly in the Christian market. And I'm curious, what is your perception of Jesus? I think he, I mean, if he is who he says he was, and that, like, I don't know, that's everything, you know? Like, that's, like, he would have been the coolest person to hang out with or talk to, and, like, probably just, I mean, obviously, gives... Coolest person to hang out with and talk to. That's extroverted sensing and extroverted thinking. The guy's an ISFP, so... I already did Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an ENFJ. Thank you. And, uh... Awesome on that. So going to be get rid of Matt Thiessen here and then delete. Looks like next person on the list is Bill Nye the Science Guy and Super Chats are closed. Bill Nye the Science Guy, who's not very scientific actually. He's just a regurgitator of scientific things. Alright, so Bill Nye the Science uh, Guy interview. All right, uh, amazing facts for Earth Day. Everything all at once. Evolution and science of creation. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Let's see here. Let's see, let's get something else a little bit more. Explains why March for Science was necessary. All right, here we go. And we're back. My next guest is a television host, CEO of the Planetary Society, and an official science guy. Please welcome Bill Nye. Standing ovation. Not everybody gets a standing ovation, I, Bill I've Nye. I've heard about that. I've heard heard extraordinary. That. Yes. Uh, well, nice to finally meet you. I know. It's, it's been years. It sure has. It sure has. Um, let me ask you something. Science guy, did you just wake up one day and go, uh, my last name rhymes with guy? Because uh, you could have put anything in front of a guy. It could have been the fashion guy. It could have been the music guy. All right. Let me ask the audience here. Why is Steve Colbert not an ENTP? Go. The napping guy, sure. anything. Yes. How did that come about? Uh, I was in a writer's meeting with Ross Schaefer. Do you know Ross Schaefer? I don't know. Yeah. Do you know Ross Schaefer? Because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a TE user, and, you know, I, I, I value the fact that I know Ross Schaefer because, you know, Bill Nye... Expert thinking, uh, nail, uh, you know, a name drop. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm an important person because, you know, uh, my, my FI is very important because I know Ross Schaefer. But do you know Ross Schaefer? Do you? Do you know him? So, like, come on. Yes, yes, yes. He was host of the match game, the new match game. He hosted a couple game shows. Anyway, he was the head writer of a comedy show in Seattle. He was a head writer of a comedy show in Seattle, you know, and uh, very, very TEFI -E for sure. Okay. Almost a lot. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, sure. And so we needed to fill like six minutes. Had this idea for the bit with liquid nitrogen, because we have liquid nitrogen around. Had a... 
because we had you know liquid nitrogen around you know very movement you know talking about the process etc he's trying really hard to be funny but failing at a comedy show you just have liquid nitrogen well, sure. around so it was the bit was the household uses of liquid nitrogen okay which pays off when you chew the marshmallows and steam comes out of your nose i'm not telling you anything and so he said you know you could be like Bill and I, the science guy, and, that's and then he closes up his briefcase and he takes off to do his radio show. It was a long time ago, you guys, but uh, it stuck with me. Spooky ghost. High five, bro. High five, bro. But another story, there was a guy in San Francisco. How do you pronounce this guy's name? K-E-A-Y. K-E-A-Y. Key Davidson. And he started this column, Gosh, he's talking about other people this whole time. I have no choice but to put down a point for SE, even though I don't want to. Oh, are we looking at SFP and TJ Quadra? I'd hope not. He, Davidson, the science guy. Anyway, my attorney contacted him. One thing led to another. And I'm talking to the guy on the phone. My attorney contacted him. One thing led to another. And, you know, he came, and he came up to the phone. He sounds movement. He's very direct. Oh, my gosh. Is he an INTJ? I said, Mr. Davidson, besides, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, that's very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta switch interviews here. We're all creation. It's author Bill Nye. That is good. So tell us, tell us about the book. Why did you write it? Uh, to change the world. <laughs> really? And has the world been sufficiently changed? We'll Can see. you now go home it's, and it's leave been your book? Is it over? Yeah. yeah. So uh, evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science. Right. And uh, we have a large fraction of people. It's the uh, fundamental idea in all of life science, which is another TE statement. So, okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, seems to be uh, systematic as well uh, with this approach. In the world's uh, most technologically advanced... Gosh, isn't that like bow tie, like, like some kind of like SE inferior, SB aspirational, like I'm trying so hard kind of an approach? I mean, I'm not sure, but... ...nation that sort of don't accept it. Yeah. And so when there's that's his party, by the way. Well, that's his crazy, no, wacky no. party. Come on, just now. say it. No, no, no. No, we have more in common. We are we're more alike than we are okay, different. Okay, let's all exactly. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Bill. 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 No, and that's the point. Donnie of the, is always trying to divide. We are trying to uh, unite. So uh, no, but that's one of the points of evolution. You know that there really, <laughs> in a sense, is no such thing as race. You know, if you have some tell his crazy party that also, oh, man. Donnie, <laughs> we're, we're going to. That's the whole point in evolution. There's no such thing as race. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, that seems to be cognitive transitioning, and uh, gosh, very more TE. I really just uh, I want to get more. Need more info. But for example, just by way of example, just run this, this thought experiment. Yeah. If you're if run this thought experiment, there's the abstract we all like. Very abstract. Awesome. A Norwegian woman interacts. Can we say interact? That's a good word to uh, use. Yeah. What do you mean by interact? Uh, <laughs> has sex. <gasps> procreate. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> with somebody from Papua New Guinea, you're just going to get a human. That's all you're right. going to get. You're not right. going to get some new thing. Right. Oh. And this is sort of a fundamental idea in evolution. Yeah. So, so let, let, let's let's get to the let's get to the the crux of your book. What what, so what, what do you that want? That was to... a uh, this is sort of human is not a new thing. This is sort of fundamental. Okay, that was an expert sensing joke. Fair enough. Uh, let's keep going. 
accomplish here. What message do you want to send? That uh, evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science, and it is both humbling and empowering. It, it, when you realize that you are a product of four and a half billions of are. When you realize, when you realize, because I'm an extroverted sensor, I'm like, okay, fine, he's a wayfarer. Okay, fine, I accept it. He's SFP NTJ Quadra. I, I, I give up, yes. Is right. good enough to get here. Yeah. Even my old boss, huh? Yeah, really? comedy is that simple. Through, yeah. through, I was never sure. Through some, through some yeah. very, very Let thoughts. me ask you a question. Does the fact that fewer people are believing in evolution suggest that maybe we aren't evolving? Oh. Ooh. Uh, See, I that's think, why Sam's I think the pendulum will swing. I think that, uh, you know, what makes... Ooh, I think the pendulum will swing. That's another uh, abstract statement and systematic... Okay, so yeah, definitely uh, an NT and direct responding movement, ergo Bill Nye is an INTJ. There you go. Wasn't expecting that. Was not expecting that whatsoever. I bet this guy would probably say that there's no such thing as absolute truth either, but who knows. Um, not my favorite person in the world either, is Bill Nye, the science guy, but uh, this is kind of shocking because I always thought him like not an INTJ, but uh, oh well. It is, uh, it is, uh, uh, what did I want him to be? Oh man, I wanted to be like an ISTJ or a, uh, um, or, or an INFP or, or like an INTP or even an ENTJ, you know, it wasn't really sure about like my golden pair here, but fair enough, um. Not, uh, not was going for. I guess that SE inferior explains the insane bow ties, you know, but it is what it is, right? I'm not exactly getting a good experience from that. So, okay, and awesome, cool, cool. Let's do next. There is one absolute truth that I can prove, Breezy, and I can prove it right now, all right? Here it is. If you were to come up to me, and let's do a thought experiment, right? You know, Bill Nye's dial, right? So, Mr. Breezy, if you were to come up to me and tell me that there's no such thing as absolute truth, my question to you is, is that a true statement? If the answer is no, then I automatically win because absolute truth would be true. If the answer is yes, then I also automatically win because the, because you know, uh, logically speaking, that if your statement is true, that absolute truth does not exist. That means truth does exist, which means ergo by default, absolute truth has to exist because you're canceling your own argument out, basically. So, fundamentally speaking, logically speaking, that proves that there is absolute truth. And for those that are are not aware. You can actually also prove that the universe is infinite. Do you know how? Because a human being could potentially count uh, infinitely and not stop. And the fact that numbers do not stop proves that the scope of the universe is indefinite and uh, uh, like goes on forever. So there you go. <sighs> absolute truth does exist. Now, folks, because absolute truth exists... Logically speaking, that also means absolute good exists. So all of you FI tricksters, FI demons out there that don't believe there's a such thing as absolute good, you're wrong. 
So then all those INFPs and ENFPs and ESFPs and ISFPs out there who maintain that there is a such thing as an absolute good, there is a such thing as an absolute good. As much as there is a such thing as absolute truth, it's just your cognition is getting in the way of you seeing the whole picture. Don't forget that. So, all right, cool. Uh, there's some interesting studies on reincarnation I found very uh, interesting and enlightening. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to be doing getting rid of Bill Nye, the science guy. Who's next on the list? Looks like we have uh, we have for ourselves um, Tom Brady is next. I think it is Tom Brady. Awesome. Tom Brady interview. There's probably a million of those. Tom Brady casual interview. Let's see how that goes. The evolution of Tom Brady, full interview. Uh, I'm staying in shape, emotional, just trying to win. Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, first interview in New England. All right, let's do his first interview. That looks cool. <laughs> He's a West Coast kid who turned his back on the comfortable climate of Cal Berkeley to embrace the tradition, the pressure, the cold, and the big house at Michigan to play his college football. And why not? Paul Lee. Situation where you're playing with great players. Being in the situation where you're playing with great players and uh, having great coaches and playing in a very pressurized environment. So I think when you're used to that and uh, you're playing in big games in front of big crowds, it's real easy. Or I wouldn't say real easy, but, but easier than... Uh, maybe a lot of schools, a lot of smaller schools, and step into. Maybe a lot of schools or a lot of smaller schools. Okay. Tom Brady just made a TE statement that was also direct. Uh, we was talking about the uh, the sizes of schools, etc., big crowds and whatnot. Very TE oriented. That's direct. Uh, professional atmosphere like this one. But he a professional atmosphere like this one that was also a TE statement. Uh, it's also control talking about the outcome of what he's doing. Even with that Michigan quarterback background and the football IQ higher than most, Tom Brady had some hard NFL lessons to learn this year. Yeah, I'd say off the field, I didn't understand how much uh, time was actually spent studying the game and, uh, and preparing for the game and preparing for every possible situation, situations that the defense may have not even presented before in any of their previous five games that we're preparing for because they might do it in the game so um. because they might do it in a game that is very s-i-n-e getting prepared for all those possibilities making an s-i-n-e statement so far looks like a philosopher type that would probably be an example of on the field off the or on the field i would say um learning how to account for everybody on the defense and knowing exactly where your middle linebacker is and your strong side linebacker and your weak side linebacker and how they can break down your pass protections um, and what happens when, uh, you know, everything you he's, he's made an SE statement talking about other people on the team, but it seems like his NE is a little bit stronger because he made a secondary NE statement as well in that same sentence. Got a read on everything before the snap, and then once the, the ball snapped, everything completely changes, and you're going from one place to another. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you got to be quick on your feet, which is an expert intuition statement, and it's very concrete oriented. He's talking about the system, sounds like an SJ type to me. My coach made a point to me, he said, God, Tommy, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to see everything and instead you're seeing nothing. 
um, which was which was a great piece of coaching advice. Brady said one of the more difficult lessons he's learned is the quality of his. Mr. Jamie Nelson, you are most welcome. It's because of people like you that I do the videos. I, that's uh, just trying to tell the truth and help people realize more about themselves so that they can find themselves, understand themselves, so that they can finally understand others, so that they can love others as they love themselves because they understand themselves and thus they can love themselves appropriately. His practice performance from week to week has very little to do with where he ends up on the depth chart every Sunday. But when Sunday does roll, play and I'm looking at the defense and when the ball snapped uh, I said God what would I have done on that play or why what would I have done on that play more extra introverted sensing that was two introverted sensing uh, senses back to back uh, he continues to go through his individual process what's the best way of doing things he's only stating anything that is what is I had a drew throw there or wow I see exactly what he was thinking on that or what would I have done differently um, and I think if you apply that throughout the game, let's say you're the backup at the time and you're putting in the fourth quarter, that fourth quarter, that first snap in the first fourth quarter can't be the first snap you've taken all day mentally or, or you're going to be so far behind you'll never catch up. I mean, it's going to be four hours after the game before you realize what was actually going on. That's a pessimistic SI for sure. It's like hey, people can get lost in their past when they're actually in the game. So much has been made about the quarterback controversy. Drew B was directly in the center of the storm. What do you think? Uh, that perspective, I think I've, I've, I've gained a lot of experience from where I was at Michigan in the sense that my coach... I've gained a lot of experience from where I was, uh, you know, and my coach did this, and that's S-I-N-E. So, yeah, definitely philosopher type, for sure. Uh, definitely philosopher type. Concrete systematic would indicate an STJ, so we're looking at ESTJ or ISTJ uh, specifically, one of the two. And definitely direct. Uh, so it's either is he movement or is he control? Is he initiating or responding? That's how we're going to figure this out. So let's look at a different interview. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Look at that. Everybody's excited. I love it. <laughs> In LA. In LA, I know. I just showed you. It's I'm a California kid at heart, so you are a California guy. Good, you know, coming back to this. I don't think state. Boston people like to admit that, but yes, you I'm are an adopted Bostonian. I've from been there California. for California. Yeah. I'm an adopt. Okay, so he just initiated a point right there. Cut off. Uh, Longer actually Kimmel. in Massachusetts than I have been. In a way, you're an abducted Bostonian, aren't you? I, I mean, they are out, never but, letting yeah. you go. You're never leaving Probably that area. Not. Probably not. You, um, you were uh, practicing. You were throwing passes to receivers at UCLA yesterday, yeah, right? had a great time. And I saw a video of you with Julian Edelman. You were throwing passes to him. Yeah. You know it's the off-season, right? You're aware that? Really? This, yeah, yeah, this is vacation time yeah. right now. You know, I feel like... Um, I feel like I always want to be ready to go. So, what just in case they start the season early? Maybe I don't know, but, <laughs> but I feel like you know. Spooky ghost, you did it again. Fist bump, bro. I can actually go enjoy myself if I feel like I'm in. Hashtag roast. Okay, sorry. Thank you, Mr. Spooky. I'm in game shape and ready to go. So it wouldn't take me too long to get ready, but to have the you know ability to do that in off season and keep things sharp is is so. Ability to do things in offline season, keep things sharp, very control oriented, very systematic. So, any initiative at the point, you still direct. So, yeah, ESTJ for Mr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is an ESTJ. Cool. Awesome. Let's move on to the next one.
Yeah, I never really liked Tom Brady that much. Never really liked him. Alright, so who's next on the list? Delete. Tom Brady. So ah, Celine Dion. Celine Dion is next. Alright. Looks like Boris Van Droof got his in after all. Celine Dion. Let's do this. How's it going? I'm doing very well. How about you? Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for doing this. Well, thank you for flying to oh, Montreal. come on. I mean, I'd, I'd crawl. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't get me started. I, I, <laughs> That's so, like, extroverted sensing. Come on, come on. Don't get me started. But I also think, like, because she thanked for flying, it's an FE statement. So T-I-F-E, she seems like a Templar type so far. I'd train. I'd, you know, I'd... I'd hitch a ride to come here to talk to you like this. This Thank is this you. is exciting. You waited that long to come and talk to me? Yeah, it took me about, it's three, about time. Took me about three weeks to get here, you know. It's been pretty good. Well, you walked? Yeah, I walked. <laughs> wow, she's initiating like over and over and over. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I wanna just I wanna start by going back a little bit and I wanna go back to June eighth, twenty nineteen, your final residence show. In, in Vegas, and you walk out on stage and you open the show with Power of Love as you kind of did every single night. But on the last night that you did it, when you walked out and you knew it was going to be your last night doing this show, what did you feel in that moment? Well, I think, if I recall correctly, people thought that it was going to be very, very emotional for me and that it was going to be really hard for me. Um, but I knew what I was um, getting myself into probably the next day or a couple of days after that. Of course, don't get me wrong, when it's before you turn a page, mm. because for me... Okay, Breezy, just because, for example, the measurement of 12 inches is in a constant state of motion, no matter the measurements, is never exact, of course. But the thing is, is that theoretically, through metaphysics, you could actually achieve a state of uh, nothingness. And like, I mean, it's one of the reasons why we have a hard time calculating gravity and where exactly gravity, the side effect of gravity even comes from. It's one of the reasons why Elon Musk should stop wasting time going to Mars and actually go to the sun because then we could actually gather some nice algorithms and mathematics and studying the sun and the sun seasons and the sun rotating on its axis, et cetera, and how it's rotating with the axis of wherever it's rotating from to be able to see how the planets are moving around the sun at what rates, et cetera, and what distances and when the positive negative electromagnetic flows such that we could actually begin to realize how to create gravity within a vacuum. Uh, that sounds more useful to me instead of going to Mars, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, the point is, your own argument is disproving yourself, sir. Like, just you making that argument within that construct alone, I mean, kind of makes spooky correct. Just saying. I've, I've, I stayed, I went, I stayed so long in Vegas. Actually, I still live in Vegas. Um, it will always be, and I raised my kids in Vegas, it will always be, um, in a way, um, a home for me because 
this is where I still live. It was, it was always a home for me. That's where, where it still lives. And that's T-I-F-E. Uh, she did make an SI statement in there. But she also made an SE statement when talking about her children as well. Uh, let's keep going. Even though I am in Montreal right now where my roots are, and this is really home. Um, make a long story short, I, 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 I felt very strong when I did the last show. Black holes, black holes are just the jet engine that moves the universe along its path. The universe is in a constant state of motion because the, the universe itself is moving. And it's moving because of black holes. And it's like, you know, a jet engine sucks in all the air and pushes it out one direction. It's the same as black holes. Black holes represent the transportation system of the universe itself. Even though there was a lot of butterflies going on, I did not want to um, cry, which... Um... Uh, we could do Edward Norton again. Uh, I don't remember when we did Edward Norton or if we did or not. It's easy for me to cry because I'm very emotional, passionate, mm. and I care and I love what I do. Mm. And I care and what I, I love get, what I do. When I get embraced by the audience, I, I get taken by the emotions. So I said to myself, I want to have a good time like every night and especially tonight because it's my last show. So let's make it like a party. And um, I have to say, let's make it like a party. You go out with a bang, said every extroverted sensor effer, you know, and uh, this is what the audience is getting out of it. This is what I'm getting out of. That's a very interest based statement. I don't remember if I cried. I, I don't think I did. If I did not. I don't remember if I cried. I don't think I did. If I, you know, it's extroverted sensing. Cry. I'm very proud of myself because um, everything that I've done for so long there with my team, uh, we have accomplished so much yeah. and I'm proud of that mm -hmm. and I didn't want to just cry I just wanted to say hey last show yeah. I'm so happy so last show I'm so, so many happy. people came and we're still here tonight and I'm about to hit the road I, I love that you said that when I about to hit the road okay yeah so definitely a Templar type for sure and uh, seems like she is you know, and all Templars are interest-based. She is direct. Uh, she's definitely uh, been initiating. So this would basically mean she's either an ESTP or an ENFJ for what we have. But I do want to verify against ISTP just in case. Uh, so definitely not an INFJ for sure. Seems direct initiating control because she keeps talking about outcomes. Actually, I'm going to put a point for control, but I really want to uh, test against uh, res uh, direct responding movement. And I also want to uh, test against abstraction, but I'm not really seeing any abstract at all, honestly. So let's keep going. Do another interview, maybe. Happy. met. Mm -hmm. um, you'd sort of build up to talking about that sort of personal side of things, but I... Listening to Courage, which of course is the name of the album and the Correct. title track, mm -hmm. you lay yourself absolutely bare. I mean, you know, not just for fans, but everyone who knows that, you know, that the love affair that you had, yeah. you know, that, that wonderful love. Unique. So unique. And it's all here in Courage. Yes. Was it, was it quite cathartic when you were writing that or? 
You know, when when uh, it took it, it took a while to uh, to record the album, it was a process. Um, losing a half of you um, because we were partners, um, we were one. Um, even though he's not physically here, he's part of me. I see him every day through the eyes of my my children. Um, when we started to uh, work on that project of a new album. This is actually my first English album um, without him uh, by my side. Um, so that was, that was emotional. That was at the same time something that was telling me that, you know, um, it's okay. Mm. I told him it's going to be all right. Don't worry about anything. Just before he left, I got this. I always trusted you. You trusted me. We love each other so much. You don't. Nobody deserves to suffer, and you've done good, kid. So trust me, and I got this. So when I started to record the album, I really wanted to prove to him. Um, <laughs> when I started recording that, that is a control statement talking about proving in that regard still concrete just speaking about the what is for sure and uh reassuring uh her i don't know if it's her husband or not but the father for children etc making him comfortable with se and i um definitely there i'm i'm still saying more of an argument for an estp here folks i wanted to prove to myself i wanted to prove to my children because i'm a mother that's the most important thing and the thing that i'm the most proud of and being a single parent now it's like gives me even more of like something powerful in a way that i they need me so much mm. so i need to teach them about i have not met an estp woman who is not very expressive let's be straight out and like i'm married to one independence courageous um and, and when you talk about courage this is a big word. And by the way, I'm sorry about this sound. We are in New York. Oh, I'm sorry about this sound. We are in New York. Okay, it's expert sensing, TIFE, apologizing. She's very concrete, very direct. So, and uh, she, she just initiated that entire point. So yeah, Celine Dion, believe it or not, is actually an ESTP. That's, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. I'm, I'm shocked. Completely shocked, but that's excellent. Very happy she needs TP. All right, we got enough time for one more. One more, and then we're out for the night. One more. Enough time for one more. Gosh, that PJ Harvey one tonight was really hard. Just keep going back in my mind about that. I have a really hard time typing ISFJs. It was so hard for me because I see the ENTP side of them so easily because I am one. It's just really hard to type your uh, polar opposite type sometimes. So, all right, cool. Let's see who's next. All right, so Celine Dion, uh, deleting on that one. And we have Audrey Hepburn. Okay, we'll do Audrey Hepburn as our last go. Good old Audrey Hepburn. Who knows what type she is? Let's see. Audrey Hepburn interview. I think there's got to be some footage around of her left over. 
Audrey Hepburn. Interview. Okay, cool. All right, 1988, uh, interview in London, interview, 1989, Barbara Walters. Let's try this one. Uh, what about this picture? The title, Breakfast at Tiffany. I thought Tiffany was a luxurious shop. Yes, well, it is. And uh, the title comes from the fact that this girl gets a great lift and, and uh, fun out of walking down Fifth Avenue at the crack of dawn with a breakfast which she's bought in a drugstore and looking in the window at Tiffany's. What sort of a girl is she? She's a, what they call in America these days, a kook. What does that mean? <laughs> Spelled with a K, I believe. <laughs> which is a she is what they call in America today a kook. Okay, fantastic T.E. statement, Ms. Hepburn. Busy, gay type of girl. Anything like yeah. you? I'm not quite that way, no. <laughs> How long are you staying here? Just until tomorrow morning. Why I'm such a short there. visit? Well, because I only just left for the night and to, to come here and uh, to aid this wonderful charity. To aid this wonderful charity and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing because I'm affiliative. Muscular dystrophy and I can't leave my young son any longer because he has no nurse at the moment and my uh, husband and a friend is there, but I must rush back. How is he? He's wonderful like you. Good. What about your future? He is wonderful like you. Okay. <laughs> Interesting uh, coquette response. Uh, I'm going to say TFI. I'm not really sure about... Uh, talk about other people. I'm going to have to do expert sensing for her. Definitely affiliative. Kind of might have the INFJ wisp. So I'm thinking maybe INFJ for her. We'll see. I'm afraid I, I have none at the moment. That There are plans, but none of them have been decided on. So I have no titles of pictures to give you or anything. But I have no titles of pictures. Okay. That was a direct response. And that was also movement. So... We'll soon see. I guess we'll see. Okay. In 1939, the Nazis marched into her homeland. You are. <laughs> I mean, you hear, you must hear people say it. I and hear you thinking, say it, Barbara. Uh, Thank you. I mean, that face. It's, it's very hard for me to, to understand. You know how one feels about oneself, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and I don't stand there and say how wonderful I look. But I'm thrilled because it, it means that as I don't think, and I never thought I looked like anything much, I did make an effort. I've also been asked why. Apparently, I appeal to women, perhaps more than men even. How I appear to women, that's an expert in sensing statement. It's also saying it in the context of an affiliative query. She's being affiliative again. It's really hard to listen to. Listen. Now, what can I say? <laughs> and you know, when, when I look back on that period, at a time when Marilyn Monroe had made curves the fashion, you know, you really sort of did away with bosoms and curves all on your Not own. Not really. They're <laughs> still around. <laughs> I just wasn't blessed with them, but you know, I, I made it uh, to this lovely interview, nevertheless, years later, in spite of the fact that I had no curves. <laughs> At that time, though, was there anything you especially wanted to change? Did you want to look any different? Oh, yes. I mean, always as a child and then and even now, except now I sort of relax, you know, I sort of accepted myself the way I am. 
but of course I wanted to have more shape and uh, I don't want to be as tall as I was, especially as I wanted to be a dancer. And as I have rather large feet, once I was up on, on toe, <laughs> you can imagine I was a very tall dancer. So I had complexes about all of those things, you know, but um, I've had so much good fortune anyway that I've learned to live with myself, as Oh, and here we are. We're all envious of you and, and the image that you created. But I want to catch up on the family, bring it right up to date. You have two sons, quite grown two up now. Two big sons, yes. One of 28 and one of 18. Did they go into uh, the film business? Well, yes. My eldest son is in, in production and working very hard and hoping one day to be a producer or a director. And my youngest son is uh, in art school. Did you give up films because of the family? Yes, I did. I mean, I sort of stopped wanting to travel around because it did mean leaving my sons. Because it did mean leaving my sons. Ah, very affiliative. Um, gosh, I can almost make an argument for TIFE now. Let's keep going. And uh, so I stayed home to enjoy them, you know. I would have hated to make movies all around the world and never to have known my sons. And now they're off on their own, and so now I have time to go around the world for other children. Yes, it is interesting, isn't it, yes. that you gave up films for children, mm -hmm. and uh, and here you... Yes, I gave up films for children because, you know, I'm hmm, interest-based. Okay, so definitely seems like she's NF. You are back working yeah. harder than ever for children. Yes. So, a special ambassador... 1988, 1989. Let's see how she changed. Let's see if I can get somewhere, somewhere younger a little bit. Miss Hepburn, how long has it been since you've been back here in the country? About a year and a half. And, uh, are you glad to be back? Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm really very, very happy. I, I always love being here. And uh, it's marvelous to see our friends again and the sunshine and and being back at Warner's. Now, uh, we hear about working conditions in Europe, and we've heard both sides. We've heard that the American producers go over there to save money, and when it uh, is all over with, perhaps they haven't saved that much money, that the working conditions are difficult. Uh, tell us about it. How do you find it by comparison? Well, perhaps I'm not the right person to ask because I'm not a producer, and I don't know about that side of the business. Where do you perhaps I'm not the right person to ask because I'm not a producer very affiliative response and also that was TIFE as well so uh, cutting him off like that feel more comfortable let's put it that way as a performer and she was also very direct in there and still maintaining movement and I maintain she's responding so gosh it's looking like direct responding movement uh, Templar type but let's keep going I think it's 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 uh too difficult a question to answer because I've, as you know, I am uh, a European and I was brought up over there and I have many friends and I uh, know a lot of the people I work with and I adore working both places and I'm not just trying to avoid answering your question. I've had, you know, very happy times working in Paris. Oh, and I'm not just trying to avoid your question. That is abstract. <laughs> Uh, anticipating what he was going to say before he did it. That was abstract. That was pretty cool. Uh, seeing like direct, that was like introverted intuition, uh, abstraction there, S-E-N-I as well. Paris or Rome, some of the great times doing the Nun story in, in Rome. Words, some of the difficulties in production afternoon. don't and rub I think, off. I think definitely that this is, uh, this is a place that is really geared for making motion pictures. 
and you have fewer Here complications States, technically, yes. But I, I depend a great deal emotionally on the atmosphere when I work and on the people I work with and... and uh... Uh, so Effie, talking about emotional support from uh, the people that are around, uh, ex extracting, you know, all their emotions, etc. And uh, also affiliative as well. I'm less aware of technical difficulties being an, an actress and not a director or an art designer or a producer. In other words, those things... I'm less aware of technical difficulties because that's just not my role. That's also an FE statement. FE users are all about roles. Uh, it's really and, don't bother you. And, and I very sincerely... TE users are about responsibilities. That's why people say roles and responsibilities because FE users naturally value roles. Whereas TE users value responsibilities. I've been very, very happy in both in Europe and here. Tell me this. And, um, uh, when you're given a script and asked to decide, uh, do you want to do this? Uh, what is it that makes you decide one way or another? How do you know that the part is right for you? It's very hard to say. I just like it. Or, or, or it doesn't strike me as, as anything I particularly would like to do. Does it ever boil down to just the business end of it? In other words, you say, is this a good I mean, thing business-wise? Have I ever done a picture that... Like, this guy is, like, asking her for her opinion, and she's just got, like, that that blank stare in her face because she can't formulate an opinion. She's just trying to stay factual the entire time. I didn't like for the yes, money. Yes, for the money. Never. No, I've never done that. Do you think that perhaps too many performers today do? and therefore jeopardize their I've, career? I've never spoken to them. I don't know for what reasons they... I've never spoken to them. I don't know for what reasons. T. she's being so good at that. I... <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's, that's more than fair. Very direct. Cutting this guy off. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn, ladies and gentlemen, is an INFJ. I guess that's, that's very fitting for her. Definitely, uh, uh, an, an INFJ, um, but yeah, so, all right, cool. All right, folks, uh, thank you all for coming, and uh, thank you all for your patience uh, with me. I have not been releasing many lectures, but that's because we're rolling out another website, mirroring our content on Facebook, and the personality test is coming out. The experimental version is done. Uh, we are working on a pre-alpha, or on an alpha Right now, since the pre-alpha is done, and then uh, hopefully we will release in the beta soon, patrons will have the opportunity to uh, take a crack at it. Uh, so that will be silver tier and above. If you want to help keep the lights on, uh, patreon.com forward slash csjoseph. That would be uh, very nice uh, if you guys would like to financially contribute to what we're doing here. Otherwise, please subscribe to the channel and leave a like, uh, and that would be uh, fantastic if you would. So with that being said, folks, uh, you guys have an excellent night, and I'll see you guys in the next stream or when the next lecture is released. See you all later.